Hello, once again, this is Jermaine. I want to welcome you to the Fourth Thinking Podcast, Episode 2. Today is Monday, March 15th, 2021. Uh, I hope you all are having a great day, no matter what time you, or what day you're hearing it. Hope everything is, you're all doing well. I want to thank you very much again for just taking some time out to listen to me and my thoughts and early on in this podcast only episode two last week uh i was supposed to record the episode two but uh my allergies started acting up flaring up again so the my allergies come you know the teary eyes the sore throat so just not wasn't practical for me to actually go ahead and do a recording uh i just sound terrible you know i think i sound terrible now you know i don't have quite my equipment all yet hopefully i'll have that by episode three next week but uh you know push forward i want to thank everybody who listened everything everybody i sent the episode one out to i want to thank you all for your feedback and just taking some time out to listen uh to me it really means a lot especially since i have some insecurities still uh you guys giving great feedback encouragement so thanks again uh, this episode, I wanted to just continue and finalize what we were talking about uh, last time, just as far as the end of Know Me. For anybody who's just listening, uh, the fourth thing of podcast is uh, is really a brainchild of mine, you know, hoping to get black men talking and getting us viewed in a different light outside of the stereotypes that you see outside of everyday media. Uh, I think it's really important for us right now in these days and times and going into the future and the next coming generations to, you know, re-identify ourselves as black men uh, and our black men and all just totally, you know, lost my train of thought just trying to find the right words, but uh, yeah, I definitely want to make sure that, you know, I try to create a platform, hopefully inspire somebody to do bigger and better things than I'm, I may actually be able to do. So, Episode one, I didn't listen to for like a week. You know, I didn't listen to it until I got ready to start recording. But like I said, allergies prevented me. But uh, I was getting ready to start recording, so I had to remember where I left off at. So I finally listened to it, and I don't think I sounded too bad. I was much, I was more critical of myself and my mind before I listened to it. So that's why I kept pushing off, pushing off, pushing off. But everybody gave me great feedback, so I decided to listen to it. And yeah, I don't think I did too bad. So uh, feedback is a gift, and I need all the gifts possible so you guys keep reaching out to me let me know what you think uh and yeah i'll help keep pushing me forward i'm only gonna get better as time goes on so i had left off uh with my discussion with god my prayer to god talking about you know my upcoming child and working a dead-end job and uh being out of my mind scared not knowing what the future was gonna hold in the midst of an ongoing battle with depression told you the answer prayers got answered and he did you know i wound up getting a, a much better job with benefits and be able to support my, my wife and daughter uh but my struggles with depression only that it only got worse you know uh it was work i was working at a call center and anybody who knows works at a call center you know the stress that we go through you know, it's calls back to back to back to back to back to back to back. You know, you get good calls, you get bad calls, you get people who complain. It's just too much. 
And I, you know, we're in the middle of that uh, depression, uh, I mean, in the middle of my situation that was going on, uh, I had to take some time off, came back, took some more time off because I just wasn't ready. And then, you know, I, I finally talked to the counselor and they were like, oh, so you need to find a different line of work. It sounds like the job is not helping, so go find more work. So I decided to pursue something else. And, um, yeah, I didn't really want to talk this episode. I didn't really want to talk too much about the grimy details about not the grimy details. That's a, that's a poor choice of words. Like the intimate details as far as work related. I really wanted to talk about the, the journey as far as in the, the recovery. I had to be hospitalized uh, in order to recover. Uh, that was back in 2014. I was feeling really, really, really suicidal. And I was I would be driving to work and you know I had the you know the urge just to veer off on the side of the road or crash into a tree and see what happens. And it was really scary because there were times I really considered it, you know. I, I drifted the car a couple of times, but I didn't go all the way with it with it. And uh yeah. That was scary. And then Maybe worst off, and I still struggle with this today. Even though I'm better, I'm much better. It's been five years uh, since my, you know, I've had a no. It's been six years. It's going on. It's going on seven since I had my real big blow up. Uh, my daughter, I, I just was not. I could not enjoy her at that age, at such a young age. You know, the the baby age, the toddler age. I didn't really couldn't find any enjoyment, and I wasn't really active that much because, you know, I was just beating down and different things like that. Energy was swapped. Now, me and my little bumblebee, we have a great relationship now. I have all the energy and time for her now. We we make memories now. I don't think she remembers that, but I remember it and it sucks. And I feel like um, I missed out on that. And kids grow fast. Like, she's already eight. You know, and I, it, it kind of hurts sometimes to think that, you know, like two, three years, I was almost out of commission. Like, I like I really didn't get to really soak up the time and enjoy her, you know. But you live and you learn. Hopefully somebody out there who has young kids who will be listening to me, can, you know, get the help they need and they don't have to go through that, what I'm going through right now. I mean, what I went through, excuse me. She loves me. I love her to death to itty bitty pieces. So we're good. But that is a regret that I wasn't able to uh, get myself straightened out in time to, you know, be at my 100% absolute best for her. But we're good now. So she's getting the best of me now, which is great. Um, the hospital was the turning point. It was one of the turning points. Um, before going to the hospital... Uh, me and my wife were really struggling because she didn't know how to handle me in that situation. She really didn't have any idea how to help, which is frustrating. Um, if you have somebody who's dealing with depression, a loved one, a family member, um, when you have somebody that you love that much and you're that close to, and yeah, you can't help them. That's a terrible feeling. You feel useless. You feel powerless. It's just frustrating. And then there's sometimes a perception that maybe they don't want to get help, which wasn't the truth for me. It was just that I just couldn't. I, I, 
at that point, I gave up. Which, I, yeah, I gave up. I gave up. I was pretty much giving up on life, which is frustrating for her because I'm telling her I didn't, but I, I had. I, I gave up. I was just like, I just, I want to be out of here. So, um, so we decided that I should go to the hospital. I spent a couple of days in the hospital, which was um, an experience. To me, it for me personally, it didn't help. Um, the only thing it did was motivate me to get better so I didn't have to be in the hospital. But I really didn't pick up much um, as far as in learning how to cope and deal with things. I didn't, I didn't learn how to do that while in the hospital. Uh, now, I was actually in a hospital hospital. I was just in a psychiatric part of the hospital uh, here in Charleston, South Carolina. Not in a, a specifically designed uh, mental institution, which I think might have worked a little bit better for me, honestly. Um, but just being in the hospital, it was really just making sure I didn't harm myself, and that was pretty much it. But there was really no effort. Not effort. Effort is a poor choice of words. There wasn't anything really catered to getting me past it. It was just making sure that I wasn't going to hurt myself and I wasn't going to be a danger to myself. So it was really just maintaining me living as far as opposed to getting me well. So that was my experience at the hospital. Um, if you are at a point where you think that you may want to harm yourself and that you have a plan, it is best to go to the hospital. Definitely. It is much better than to sit there uh, and actually go through it. No, that's just, it's a good idea to go to the hospital, right? Now, if you don't have to go, I mean, if, if you're not that bad off, you think you can really, you, you can manage, then you don't have to go. Like I said, don't use my experiences as the, uh, the end-all, be-all, so to say. Because um, like I said, you know, that was my experiences. Everything is different and subjective and different things like that. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. It's just from my experience, I didn't have a great experience at the hospital. Um, that's partially why eventually later on I started working at a mental health hospital because I didn't want people to have those same negative experiences that I had. I wanted to make a, a change. But we'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, so I spent about seven days in the hospital. Um, started taking medication. A different medication because the medication I took originally. Um, it, it helped in the sense that I didn't feel pain, the emotional pain that I was normally accustomed to feeling on a day-in, day-out basis. But it made me apathetic. And the apathy is, is far worse, I would say. Not feeling anything at all. Like you don't feel you don't feel joy, you don't feel love. You don't feel anything. You're just Wander, you just feel like you're just wandering, which for me at the time was an improvement since I was always down. So the fact I don't feel anything is a positive, but no, it was, um, it was terrible. That, that, that feeling at first, I'm like, Yeah, this is medication is working, I don't feel I'm not feeling a pain and a hurt, but you know, as time goes on, and you realize that you're apathetic, you're like, No, this, this, this can't, this isn't working. So I made a mistake and I stopped taking it, you know 
I started taking it inconsistently, and that's you know what made the depression spiral out of control. And I wound up in the hospital. They switched me to a different medication, and that medication didn't work either. <laughs> that medication I started taking making making me uh, more suicidal and homicidal, which is scary since I'm not naturally a a violent person. Um, so again, homicidal uh, does homicidal ideations and different things like that. So I just stopped that one immediately, you know. Uh, and I kept going, you know, trying to go through uh, counselors. You know, I moved. My counselor moved, so we we had to part ways. You know, she was a big help, like I said the last time. But you know, it's funny because I encourage people to go to counseling. And a lot of times when you talk to people about going to counseling, you know, there's a whole bunch of thoughts that, you know, one, you don't want to burn somebody over showing problems. That's what counselors get paid for. They get paid to listen to your problems. Trust me, if they didn't want to hear your problems, they would go do something else. So don't let that deter you from going and talking and getting help. And even if you don't have mental health issues, I encourage everyone to get a counselor. It's just much better than holding things in and dwelling on things. Just let it out. You know, that way you don't have to end up with these problems going forward later on. But after my first counselor, who was terrific, you know, I went through about another two or, two or three. And we just didn't have the same connection. It was one guy and it was two females. It just wasn't the same, you know. Um, I found it very hard to um, communicate and open up. And I will, I will say maybe it was a situation where I didn't give them a chance. Because I only lasted a couple of sessions and I just left. So I didn't give them the same opportunity I gave my first counselor. But, I mean, it just it just wasn't the right connection. Eventually, I did. I did find the right uh, counselor. And I found the right um, psychiatrist who prescribed me the medication I'm currently taking. And it's been working wonderfully for like the last four or five years. Yeah, it's been working wonderfully. No issues whatsoever. So, a couple lessons on that. I say all that, and I know it sounds like I may be rambling, but no, the point of that is this. Um, in your journey to recovery, it's not going to happen overnight. Now, it's not going to happen overnight. You're going to have to try a lot of different things. I had to try two different medications, three different medications, until I got to the correct one and the correct dosage. That helped me. Now, medication is not necessarily, I wouldn't say that it's mandated um, because that's only part of it. My The reason I took medication is because I was so jacked up of over the years, you know, chemically, it became a chemical imbalance. So I needed that. The chemi- I needed the medication to get me back chemically balanced, excuse me for, you know, getting jammed up there. But I needed the medication to put me back on balance. And then so that I can go ahead and start working on the rest of the things I had to do to make my to you know get my life back together and get become a, a happier, healthier, productive person. So medication, I know for for certain people are scared to take it. Um, it's not for everybody. You should definitely talk to um, your family and your friends. You know, if your doctor suggests it, talk to your, your counselor. Let them know about all your concerns, and you guys make an educated and informed decision. But don't be afraid that if it's necessary to take it, you know, and also because the first medication you took is having not having the best effects. 
don't let it sour you to medication overall. Each one of us are different. Our bodies work differently. We're completely different entities. So uh, what works for one may not work for other. Just because it took one apathetic doesn't mean it's going to happen to you. Just because it took a, a different one and that became suicidal or homicidal and thinking doesn't mean that's going to happen to you. It just varies, you know. But it's important that if you you report those changes to your doctor. My mistake was I didn't report those changes. I know I, I said I kept saying, yes, yeah, fine. I'm fine. We know that the medication was jacking me up. So don't be afraid to communicate with your doctor and your counselors. Let them know what's going on with you. Let them know how the medication is feeling. Don't feel like, you know, you're being a burden. Their whole job, the whole point of them is to make sure we get you on the right medication. Otherwise, it's completely pointless. Um, the second part, uh, as far as me getting well, is I, uh, it was a change in the career paths. I went from working in uh, the call center to a less stressful environment. I actually worked for the same company, but just in a retail store. And it was happy. I was happy as a J-Bug. I love my coworkers. I love the, the customers that came in. I was real, That was a real big turning point. So I started taking medication. I changed career jobs. I changed career fields. You know, I was happy. It was going well. Um, so those are like the real main things that I, uh, the two big, big things, two, two big changes I made. I started taking a medication and I, I changed jobs. Also, I will have to give my wife a hundred percent credit, um, that she took on a little bit more because, uh, of stress, uh, because uh, stress was like, I tried to keep, we tried to keep my stress at a minimum while I was recovering. You know, so she took on a little bit more, which I, I greatly appreciate her for. She doesn't get enough credit, but I'm going to give her credit now. So if you see me, if you remember me from 10 years ago, and you see me now, my wife is a main force in that, even though we had ups and downs and different things like that. Um, yeah, she, she gets all the credit in the world. So th those are the three main things. I know a couple of life changes that I made. Um... I got more active in the gym, working out, um, working off stress. Um, we really don't, re we really don't understand how much of, we don't really understand the importance of getting a physical exercise. Um, when I was younger, what started with, what, kind of like dulled the depression at times was that I was physically active. You know, I'd go to the park, play basketball, football, I'd run, different things like that, you know, to keep my body active. You know, I walk, I was in New York, I walked a lot. You know, if you grew up in, if you're in New York City, you walk a lot of different places. So you're almost always physically active. When I move south and now you need a car to get everywhere, well, you're not as active. So that's probably what played a little bit role in me falling off a little bit. Um, I say that just to make sure that, you know, get into the gym as as much as you can. Gym memberships are not that expensive, you know. Trust me, it's it's a great investment, you know. Um, just working on my physical body and, you know, working that tension off and, and you know, just just doing things that make you happy, that made me, that made me happy. 
I would say that, and it's something that I used to tell the patients that I used to work with all the time, um, the key to being happy is to do things that make you happy. Working out something that made me happy, so I just, I kept doing it. Happiness just doesn't come. It's not a situation where, y'all, you just wake up and you're happy. No, you have to do things that make you happy. And I learned that over time because I used to see people who seem happy, like, they, they, they're sickening. I was jealous. I mean, they sick of me. They're always happy. But they were doing things that made them happy, so it makes sense. So, if you are somebody like me who who's currently dealing with depression or, you know, you know somebody who's dealing with depression, encourage them. Do, do stuff that makes you happy. Work your physical body out. Do things that make you happy. I don't care if that's art, martial arts, coloring, drawing. Find things to do, do things that make you happy. Your job. If you hate your, if you really hate your job and you feel like that's the cause of stress that's making you depressed, find another job. I don't care how much it pays. Trust me, I, I think maybe making less money but being happier is what is a is an even exchange. Honestly, that's just my opinion. Um. So yeah, I uh. That's just some of the things I did as far as in getting myself together. I'm just sitting here thinking because it's been a, it was really a long journey, and I want to thank everybody, wife, family, friends. You all made the world a difference to me. I appreciate you all. You know, even when I wasn't at my best, uh, you guys looked out for me, and I appreciate that. You know, not to be all mushy, but stuff. Now. Um, Coming up over the next couple of weeks, you will be. Um, I plan on having a couple of guests here talking about different things. Um, one guy uh, that's in an interview, I'm talking, I chat with. Uh, he owns his own production company. We'll chat with him uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, I plan to chat with uh, the head of the chapel of the 100 Black Men organization down here in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, we'll be talking to them over the next couple of weeks. And uh, I just look forward to the future of what this podcast is. Um, I appreciate you all, honestly. You guys have been great. And like I said, I, I definitely am going to need you guys in the future. And I feel like the best way that you can support me is not money. Um, absolutely not. But just spread the podcast around. If you can share it with two or three people, you know, keep it going. Subscribe. Uh, that'd be that'd be awesome. Great news is that we are actually on Spotify now. So you can look up the Four Things Podcast on Spotify. Hopefully, we'll be on um, the Google Podcast platform by the end of this week. And we'll be on Apple's podcast uh, officially by next week. So, great things ahead. Uh, I welcome any and all feedback. I really appreciate you guys. Sorry that this one is a little bit shorter. I'm still trying to get over the flu. Or not the flu, the, the allergies. Um, and I thank you all very much. Look forward to talking to you. Uh, look forward to talking to you all soon. Probably a little bit later on this week. Take care, guys.